Welcome, everyone, to uh, another Singularity Syndicate podcast. I'm your host, Naja Faisal. Today, we're going to dive into the invisible data trails that we leave behind in our digital journeys. These are not just your digital footprints, but also these are the currency of modern-day AI systems that they use to learn more about you and potentially learn more about the human experience in general. Today, we are joined by Professor Sunny Lin, who's gonna bring a wealth of information and knowledge about this topic. Professor Sunny Lin is um, um, part of the Information and Decision Sciences at Cal State San Bernardino. Uh, welcome to the program, Professor, and please tell, tell us more about yourself. Thank you, Nigel. I'm, um... Um, also, I'm pleased to have the opportunity to share. And uh, my name is Sunny Ling. I'm working at California State University, San Bernardino. Uh, my primary job at the university is information security. I'm a data data architect uh, to help to uh, identify and also to design uh, how we uh, utilize the data we collect. Uh, in the university uh, systems. And also we are provide the integration path for the different system to, to using the different uh, source of the data. So that is uh, a fascinating uh, a topic we are going to go through today. <laughs> fascinating indeed. And I think um, it's very well known in the modern era that the data is the new oil, right? So it's the most important asset of the organization and uh, ensuring that this the accurate data is collected is uh, processed um, potentially in real time and deriving value from this data is becoming more and more prominent but for us to, to talk about to simplify this to the general audience to so the people who are are not into computer science and don't know. They're just, think, they go online, they shop online, they browse social media. How can you define for them, what does uh, the data trails that we talked about, what are they? Um, the most important is every everything you touch, you will leave, uh, leave uh, uh, something behind, especially uh, when you go through uh, the, the online, you go to, uh, like Google, go to Amazon, Netflix, wherever you search, you will disclose a little bit, one piece of information of yourself, maybe your interest and maybe your, uh, the, the things you're looking for. And also, um, uh, for example, uh, the, uh, the online advertisement uh, uh, algorithm is really based on what you are searching for. Uh, for example, if you are on the Google, you are searching 
for uh, uh, maybe say I'm looking for a wireless mouse. And the next time when you go to uh, and once you search that a uh, piece of information, you may see a different advert, a uh, uh, commercial uh, pop up or uh, under your screens to uh, regarding to the uh, the the wireless mouse. And also, if you go to at the same time, if you go to the Amazon, it may Amazon will at the first page that will recommend the several different type uh, different brand of the the wireless mouse. This is all the information you left behind when you're doing the search. <laughs> so Absolutely. something is really a fascinating, uh, very interesting. How those uh, the the company gather those information and how. The, the, the your information being uh, collect and be analyzed and be shared to the different organization through in the cyberspace. Exactly, and at initially I thought that, for example, when it comes to me, like I'm trying to do content creation right now, like I'm doing this podcast, and I have a YouTube channel. Which, by the way, if you're watching, please give me a subscribe. Uh, that would help me greatly, but. I was looking at into the algorithm of YouTube, for mm -hmm. example, and not only they care about the likes and the subscribe mm -hmm. and the share, you know, these are the typical ones, but it seems that recently they care about something called watch time. Yeah. So if people are spending time watching a certain piece of content, it's as if like they are voting with their time. Mm -hmm. And I find this fascinating. Yes, it's not only the the watch time. They are also interesting, and also interesting on the same channel. How many video you watch? That is uh, give them the, uh, a broader informations, so they can really to a uh, uh, tailor uh, uh, the 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 information, or especially the advertisement uh, commercialize your informations uh, to providing the adver advertisements to you to tar to really uh, 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 we call the uh, tail uh, 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 tailored marketing so you are so that will uh, because the people watch the same video uh, have may have the same interest interesting area or interesting uh, a commercial product to the people uh, to to the, the the viewer so they can using that to monetize uh the channel and to uh, earn the uh, advertisement uh, a dollar from the uh, fr uh from the commercial entities very interesting and is it i want to ask you a question about whether the purpose of collecting and utilizing this data is only to sell us advertising or to subject us to advertising and monetization? Or is there something even bigger behind this, like human control or mind control? But before, before, you, before you answer me this question, I have a question for the audience. So if you're watching and listening this, how do you feel social media algorithms or the AI in social media affects you and um, affects your life? And uh, if you can just share with us some of your experiences, we're happy to uh, put them on the screen as they come. 
as well as if you have any question for uh, Professor Lin or you wanna join the conversation, feel free to type that in the comments or the chat box below. So Professor, do you think that the main purpose is only monetization or there's like something deeper than that? No, it's something deeper than that. Monetization is just give them the uh, incentive to collect those data. And however, the more deeper in that is to use, utilize those data to analyze the behavior of the the audience, the each of different group of the uh, the the viewer or the the participant, so they can making more possessive decision to predict uh, the future. Uh, 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 what type of the information they can uh, they can provide, or what type of the uh, a product or interest they can develop. So they can grow in the, the different market and also to keep that, uh, the, uh, the, the, the market grow. The most important is to understanding on the different, the, uh, we call uh, the, age, the different group of the people, what they are looking for, what are they interested. So they can have a different uh, demographic to influence not only the uh, consumer market, it's also influence on the, the media, influence on the, the political decisions. Many of the things relate to our daily life. They, will, can, they can use those data to, uh, to making some policies to, to affect our daily life. Exactly. I mean, sometimes I wonder, Professor, is like, have you seen a trend lately? Like everybody, usually the, the case is that if you accumulate a lot of wealth or if someone becomes very wealthy, the next step is not any more and more money. They want something we call power. And um, I think it's a trend in human nature mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the second layer of, of uh after wealth, whenever whenever a person feels that I have all the money that I could ever need, the next layer would be power. And it seems to me with this data um, collection slash the data business, mm -hmm. the first layer would be, okay, I want to collect data to tell the stakeholders that I'm going to sell more ads, I'm going to sell more products, I'm going to make more money. And this is the first layer of the equation. And then the deeper layer is that kind of something like mind control. Like if I could collect and know and predict the behavior of millions of people, I could also um, feed them the right information mm -hmm. at the right time so that they could produce, so I can basically control them as puppets. Yeah, actually, I, I think it is not saying too much in control. I, I would uh, like to use in the word uh, influence. So the, they will try to influence your decision, our decision making. So, for example, um, um, uh, next year, 2024, we 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 know there's uh, election. That's election years. So if if they are using those data, they analyze those data. They can, uh, based on the different demo, uh, demographic, they can using those inference power to maybe. It's not kind of the mind control, like to your your point, to 
uh, give you some idea who will be a good candidate you go going to vote for, or enforce your belief that is a good candidate you can vote for. So that I I think that that is a part of the a demonstration how a uh, powerful the data uh, can affect our decision making process. That's great. We have some uh, in the comments. There's like, uh, um, you know, Chris is saying, um, you know, he loves the interface. Uh, we've got, um, you know, uh, H that says um, it's an interesting conversation. I believe it was. Um, um, yeah, so we have JC saying that social media content is affecting our attention spam. So what do you, what do you can say about the attention spam? Are we... Uh, becoming uh, able less able to focus, or is it? What do you think about this new generation who are addicted to social media? Do you think that their attention is going up or down? I think the the attention span is really uh, based on the all the study we we see the attention span is really going goes down because the uh, uh because the the behavior such as the like Google or the Instagram, um. We know, we will know the Google only has a limited how how many characters you can tweet. So um, so many people start to consume um, uh, become uh, happy to consume a short message instead to read the complete article. At the same time, uh, that give that also to train uh, the uh, many of the algorithm to using the different short message or short titles to track people's attention. And also, um, not only for the short messages, uh, the, um, the like Instagram, like the, the, the YouTube, people start to, uh, actually, uh, people start to not read the materials anymore. They will try to consume through the, a short story or short video. That's that's why you see the Google uh, um, the change at Google because the Instagram um, using the the, the storyline and the Google is stop uh, was try to promote uh, the short video instead of the regular. Uh, uh, a video because pe because people is looking for that five minutes or two or three minutes sensations instead of twenty minutes video. <laughs> the instant gratification. Yes, people are becoming impatient. They want to. They want instant gratification. Yes. Um, and I think that's probably why the most common um, tool or the mm. most common feature or. In in AI and and ChatGPT is that make it shorter. Like yeah. I personally, mm -hmm. I use a lot. Make it shorter. Mm -hmm. I keep condensing the information. Yeah. If I can put one paragraph in one phrase, I will I will be happily doing it because we all know that people don't like to hear, hear read and listen to a lot of information. And We've also, got also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And also, no, that ahead. is also affect affect how the the course design into in the the college uh uh, uh program. Uh, nowadays, the uh, the recommendation is instead of uh twenty or thirty minutes lecture uh, videos, 
they will suggest to have a five or ten minutes short video with uh, uh, some in participation uh, uh, program to building onto the video. So that can really help uh, the students uh, partic uh, the attention span. So they can really learn from that particular topic and also has some interaction with that topic to reinforce the learning. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you about how is ChatGPT affecting your education mm -hmm. and like your teaching as well. And we're going to talk about this. And then H again, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but uh, you know, he or she or, uh, or they are confirming what I'm talking about. Like they, I think eventually uh, AI algorithms is going to make, make sure that we have like we have confirmation bias, as Chris mm -hmm. was saying, is that and 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 they will condense all of our beliefs into one, so that they can direct the humanity in in different ways. Again, I'm not necessarily saying that this is an evilish or devilish um, necessarily. It's probably it's just human nature that we like to, uh, as we accumulate more wealth and we like to more have exert more power mm -hmm. over others and have our subjective agenda. Uh, and push our subjective agenda. And in the future, we're going to have different ideologies around the world um, pushing different agendas. And eventually, these ideologies are the bread and butter of the AI system that comes from these ideologies. And uh, we're going to talk today about AI too, because the data that we talked about is the main fuel for AI systems. So first, I want to know from your side, how do you think, what do you think of ChatGPT and the recent bubble of uh, generative AI? I think that right now we're still in the infancies um, of what, for the ChatGPT or generative AI, uh, because we can, we, we doing see, we seen the, um, the, the, the effect or the, the benefit from those tools. However, because, uh, uh, the most um, uh, cur at current stage, I, what I see right now is the learning model for those tools. We haven't providing enough information or enough data, so they are still, uh, uh, we'll say, exploring um, how to organize the data, and also, and based on the current AI algorithms. Um, those tools, uh, I will for sure they they are not innov uh, innovative enough. They cannot create new things. They can they can using whatever in uh, in their database or in their system they have learned to reproduce uh, the the stuff, but they have not able to create new ideas. That that is where I see the the uh, the the chat GPT today. However, um, maybe um, um, uh, your audience will ask, how about what uh, how those tools will impact our higher education or ed education in general? Because we we know, uh, especially um, you see, uh, uh, you probably learned the writer. Uh, Strike. One of the 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 right the, the the reason for writer strike is the AI. They are afraid of AI to cre uh, to create the uh, the complete script for 
TV episode or for the movie. Um, this is a part uh, is also in uh, in in affect how the education uh, 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 a process because some faculty member are really afraid uh, the student using the AI to uh, writing the, the, the papers or to writing uh, uh, to answer the, 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 the test exams. However, um, from my personal experience, experience and also from the other faculty's experience is if we understand the structure of the, the outcome, we can easily to identify uh, what is the, uh, the, the product of AI or what is the product of the, 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 the human interventions. Because as far as, far as I can tell, um, I, as I mentioned before, AI uh, AI lack the create creativity. <laughs> That's where I think the the, hum the humanity still has a strong uh, benefit over the AI. <laughs> Absolutely. Were you surprised uh, by ChatGPT? Like when you first tried it. Uh, were you like kind of surprised, and what surprised you exactly? No, actually, uh, the surprise I I, I really surprised to see how that AI come uh, for the, from the long long way uh, to today, uh, today, and also to see the the accuracy, the the content, uh, the reach of the contents of the AI can produce um, um, as. Uh, my personally uh, favorite is I can ask them to help me to do the worksmith. So I can have start some ideas and AI will give uh, give me a, 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 a little uh, more complete uh, versions of the, the content I would like to uh, use or would like to share. With, with uh, most correct spelling and grammar. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly a very transformative. Yeah. I, actually, ChatGPT was the reason why I decided to uh, come out of my mm -hmm. shell and start this podcast because I felt that this is a um, tran tran transition. This is, as as Dr. Mm -hmm. Corrigan, who was on, on the show um, earlier, he said that this is a critical juncture. Yes. It's like a point of no mm -hmm. return. It's like the, the internet era when we have internet. Um, the world is going to change beyond we, we've ever imagined. And um, the problem that made me start Singularity Syndicate mm -hmm. is that people seem to be oblivion to the enormous impact of this mm -hmm. technology. People don't are not realizing that... Um, that AI, that intelligence, is the power is the is the power to allow us to shape the world yeah. in our mm -hmm. vision, and now this intelligence belongs to an artificial entity or an entity made out of silicon, and whoever has the intelligence has the power, and we have we must, in my opinion have these kind of conversations to talk about this technology, its impact, and how we can 
navigate uh, through through this technology. So if you have um, children, or what would you tell the youngsters who are about to embark on their careers? What do you tell them in this age of AI? What should we focus on in this age? I think this is more important, the age more important to really uh, to embrace the humanity. Because uh, um, um, we have to understand and we have to learn more from our cultures or infu infuse the cultures because we have to include um, not only like from myself, right, from, I, I'm um, uh, from Taiwan, I'm a Chinese. I'm not only to understanding the Chinese cultures, I need to embrace and the more uh, different um, uh, uh, the group of peoples to learn more. So the one thing is we can use AI as a tool. We cannot stop the, the, the technologies. However, we can using the humanity to apply the assistance of the artificial intelligence to make our life more meaningful. That, that, that is what I will share to my, actually, uh, I have a 25 years old daughter. That's what I share with my daughter, is really to understand, to go back to the root of the, the humanity. Yeah, because, you know, when, when I, like, probably five years ago, uh, if you ask anyone on, on uh, any any person, what is the future and what should we teach our kids? And they will tell you, oh, teach them how to code. And uh, all of a sudden now ChatGPT <laughs> codes better than best coder. Not only that, right now, 40% of the code generated on GitHub is AI generated. Mm -hmm. So right now you're you're thinking of forty percent of the code that ever written on the internet is AI generated. So in the future, coders are 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 out of the job. No, actually, the coders still have the job. It's just become what is your what is the best if you are the best coder because the AI still remember the AI uh, still uh, need to be maintained. I, I was uh, say content need to be maintained, and also it's based on what type of the information we're going to feed to AI. Um, 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 of course, in the, maybe in the next five years, we will see uh, a great uh, development on the machine learning because right now we still have some uh, bottleneck or the the challenge on the machine learning. So that's where um, um, we don't see the, the much of the creativity from the AI. Uh, one day that may also change. I will, I will, I will not say uh, uh, the AI will uh, stay still, but the AI, um, I'm, I'm, I will say we are going to embrace to see more and more um, um, innovative algorithm or innovative hardware design to improve the performance of the computations. That where um, we'll see the much more uh, creativity, the new create, uh, creative AI. Um, as I uh, mentioned um, earlier, that is where we lack right now. However, uh, the other thing is, even we have a creative AI, 
but we we know machine is a cold hardware. They don't have feelings. Where we can introduce or where we can that machine know what is in the a、uh, proper interactions of the the artificial intelligence to the the real human beings. I think that is where the 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 programmer will still have ability to come in to guide the artificial intelligence to making a proper interaction with human beings. Right, but do you think that the programmer's function will change? To instead of the programmer being an expert in the、mm-hmm. language, let's say a programmer is an expert in Python as a programming language, the programmer instead, or the computer scientists who are dealing with these systems, should be more an expert of the architecture of that software, and not necessarily he has to be the best linguist. So I think that the pressure on being a good programmer who can type、uh, hundreds of lines of code in a matter of like minutes, because this was to be the rate of success. I remember when I was interv- interviewing, they were they wanted to know like how much、uh, how much I can、yes. produce code in in in,、mm-hmm. in a certain time. So this was a metric, but I think right now this metric is completely vaporized.、Yes. Yes, I agree.、Uh, the 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 future programmer is not really focused on to pr- reproduce the algorithm because the AI, the artificial intelligence will provide, will produce better algorithm than your than the human, uh, uh, the human beings because they know, uh, they 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 do have uh the vast of collection of the different implementations so they can, uh, find the best way. However. Um, um, the the future, uh, I'll see the future of the programmer is how you going to become more, uh, innovative, uh, how you going to provide, um, not over on the architecture level, how you can really to communicate, uh, to the artificial intelligence to share to to materialize your idea. <laughs> That 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 yeah, is that、exactly. is the 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 future programmer we、uh, we are looking for. I came to learn recently that ChatGPT, and I'm not sure if this information is accurate or not, but I came I read somewhere that ChatGPT is、uh, produced by around only 200 lines of code, which is a significantly very short amount of code that can produce all the code in the world. <laughs> Uh, and, and they were talking about how simple the that ChatGPT. ChatGPT is like one file,、mm-hmm. and it's like 200 gigabytes. So it's not like that complicated. You can download ChatGPT on a memory、yeah. stick. It basically condensed all the knowledge in the world into a well-known pattern and a response for every、um, token、mm-hmm. that we give it to. And it's like fascinating. All of this wisdom and this reason and this. Stuff could be in a memory stick. Ah,、uh, yes, that is how the 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 programming how how that drive me into the computer science field because when you when back to my age, I to writing a program is really fascinating. Uh, uh, a field、uh, to you can solve a problem with two or three lines of the code. <laughs> so. Speaking of、uh, professor, how did you start? Like, how did you get into programming or get? Oh, actually,、uh, that uh, 
I have start with uh, Apple II age. <laughs> so when at the time, um, when the, um, if you want to as computer do some things, uh, we don't have device of software like today. We have to using uh, one uh, basic, the Apple Basic to start to writing some program. We can interact with the computer to ask computer to do things. And that's where I start. I feel I find that that's uh, the interesting to the interest to writing a computer program. <laughs> then they are. Was it popular at the time? Was it popular? Like were your parents and your family no, actually, supportive? Actually, like, yeah, go study computer no, science. No, actually the computer science, it was just a beginning that we call the information science uh, or the, uh, uh, at time, I think, um, not even a uh, 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 well-defined computer science field yet. The most of they still uh, uh, come with the applied mathematics. <laughs> and, mm. and remember, if you go talk back to the Apple II, that is back to late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> um, at time, we don't have even, we don't have IBM PC yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And did you did you work in the industry or you went? No, actually, to I was actually I was uh, uh in that that was my teenage <laughs> time. So so now now you you yeah. know my probably can guess my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how I start. So, uh, got it. Yeah. No, it's definitely different ages, and and I think uh, these days the acceleration, the changes are yes. phenomenal and dramatic and transformative, and you know we we wouldn't, nobody would have imagined that GPT four could come up uh, with all of what it can come up right now, but I want to go back to the mm -hmm. data part because this is the main yes. topic of mm -hmm. our talk. So we started with like every interaction online is leaving data mm -hmm. trail. And this data trail is being used to train AI models. So what should we do? What should we do as a people to make sure that we are safe in that environment? And can we do anything, really? No, actually, let's go back to what information you need to safeguard. I, I will say um, you cannot... Uh, as I uh, tell my student in the class, the traditional privacy is no longer exist. You are naked in the internet. It's just where we can safeguard our information. Especially, however, uh, this is the part of where the government, they have to help us to establish the different regulations to protect your uh, personal information, like the uh, personal identifier, especially personal identifiable information. So they're ensuring the, those uh, uh, companies collecting your data will exclude your personal identified information. And the other things is the VPN is, don't put too much trust on the VPN. As we we heard the different commercials, the VPN will will help you to uh, uh, masking your data of the your transactions. 
but however, uh, that is not uh, entirely true uh, for <laughs> for the practice. So, so go back to is hence we cannot do nothing, and hence we need to protect our uh, personal identifying information. We have to embrace the new world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying that you know we're fully naked. We cannot do much about it. All what we can do is maybe protect the main um, yeah. identity. Yeah, main identity. Stuff that, like so your social security number, number, your bank banking information. That is where you can protect. Mm -hmm. And also, um, the most important is you don't use public space to access those data. That is, go back to yeah. uh, uh, the the time to time we we emphasize on the person on the information security. Uh, if you want to really yeah. need to access your banking information using your own device, um, not using don't use the a public Wi-Fi. Those are the fundamental yeah. uh, 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 mechanism to protect your own personal information. Speaking of um, speaking of identity, mm-hmm. have you heard of uh, something that has been recently released by uh, something that's called um, WorldCoin? Um, it has, you know, the the co the co um, founder of OpenAI, Sam mm-hmm. Altman. He's also co-founded um, this WorldCoin.org. Oh, what? Have you heard of this, Professor? Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no I, problem. I I know that we haven't prepared this or anything, but it just fits mm-hmm. well with what we were talking about. So this um, this person or this organization is trying to build um, ident- a digital identity. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that they founded WordCoin mm-hmm. with the ambition of creating a new identity and financial network owned by everyone. <laughs> so um, basically it... It is. Uh, it uses to distinguish humans from AI. So they want to have an identity that humans are different from AI, and they want to do it by biometric scanning of the eyes. The iris. So here they say you can download the app and then reserve. So you have to go to a a center, and then uh, when you go to the center. They would um, they would scan your mm-hmm. retina or something, then they would confirm that you are a human being, and they will get, and it's on the blockchain, so it's secured by the blockchain, and they have an app, and uh, basically every human being will get a coin, so that's why it's called a coin. So it's like a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I found this. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it's really crazy. It is I think that that is. A very interesting project, but I I will I will wait to see <laughs> because that is also yeah. interfere with the 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 government entities. So how the how the, the government entity will respond to those type of the 
the the privacy data how are you going to safeguard those um if you if for example if you're saying to put into a blockchain how are you going to comply with the different uh, regulations on the different countries like the eu we have the gdpr your if you are the 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 european union uh, citizens your data even your this is type of the biometric data they should stay in the European Union territory. How are you going to, uh, because you are in the blockchain, how are you going to uh, uh, to validate and prove, to provide evidence those data is not in stored in China? <laughs> yeah, but I think this is the, the main promise of the blockchain yeah. network is that no individual it's not centralized yeah, it's, not, it's, yeah. decentralized. it's decentralized highly decentralized yeah. highly decentralized and they're saying you know what we don't we don't give a damn about the government <laughs> we can we can collect collect your identification yeah. to a point of there's no uh, there's no two people on earth with similar biometric data so they're saying, okay, well, we're gonna make sure that we, you have a, um, your identity online is factual, is registered on the blockchain, which means that we can confirm that you exist. If you say something, if you did something online, I can assure that I can find you. Yes. Basically, that's what yes. they're saying. Yeah. So this is go back to uh, the one of the, the the topic for the governance part is where um, is we are going to cl uh, clash. We will see the clash between those uh, type of innovation and the, with the government controls, where the governance will come in to regulate uh, uh, the different of the innovations. Because as we know, the government is not easy to give up their power or their influence. They will have uh, the, uh, their own opinion and their saying. So, so that, that will be uh, a very interesting future we are going to see. <laughs> Do you think governments are moving fast enough? No, actually government is not moving fast enough. <laughs> And, uh, and and many of time we see the government always re, uh, are uh, reactive. They they are they they, they I I rarely see uh, um, the government will take proactive position in the in the world of innovation. <laughs> yeah. So by the time they react, probably we will have uh, artificial general intelligence who can overpower any government on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part. So that, that will go back to the Terminators. So the the the, yes. the Skynet, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to our let's say social media engagement, mm -hmm. like let's say for example, um, I I find this all the time. Like if you search for something on YouTube, all of a sudden your YouTube algorithm becomes like you will only see the things that are interested to your mm -hmm. search. And, um, you know, and this happens with all the other social networks. So, and, and there's this, uh, I read recently a book um, called Scary Smart by uh, Mo Jaudat. This guy was um, um, chief business officer at mm -hmm. Google for a long time. 
And then he wrote this book, and it's a really fascinating book. But what's more important about this book is that he talks about how our interaction online is basically feeding the AI system. So he was, he's saying that we are the parents of AI. So imagine AI is a child uh, and we are teaching them values and purpose and behavior. And this child is becoming a teenager. And we, the, the people, because we are providing the data, we are providing the food for this child. And the food is the data that we're talking about, mm -hmm. the data trails. So this author is saying that if we, the human beings, improve our behaviors online, we raise the child to be a good child when he or she grow up. So the AI will become a good AI. But if we don't, if we keep going with our bickery and with our hate mm -hmm. speech and with our cancel culture and with our disrespectful dehumanization interactions on social media, we are feeding this AI that this is how humans are. And therefore this human, this AI who is learning from all of our behaviors will become a more uh, negative towards humanity when this AI becomes so big and powerful? Uh, probably I will disagree on that part because we know um, uh, same as our human beings. If we are only consume one type of the data, such as you say, um, like hate speech, how, but what go back to how do you define it? What is the hate speech? It may be that uh, go back to his, the reason we will feel that hate speech is toward to the personal feeling. A personal feeling. So, so how we, so go back to if we can embrace our humanity, that is the best way we can train the AI to understand uh, what the different. Uh, how we going to, how the the artificial intelligence going to interact with the different people so um so uh, we are not we should not limited what type of the information we're going to feed to AI we have to embrace to feed more information to the AI that that's where I, I uh, dis disagree with him. <laughs> Yeah, and also there's another contradictory uh, argument to his mm -hmm. point that says that it's not the decision is not with the people because the internet data is only should be one layer of the AI, and there's another idea that we should uh, design a curriculum for humanity <laughs> and basically feed it to the AI as a more important layer. Kind of, kind of, it's like edu the education system, yes. basically. Yeah, you, it is you, you yeah, try to yeah. control what to feed the mm -hmm. children. In the, in yes, the actually, the, remember the education system is we have a group of people to de to define what is the curriculum, and uh, all the the school is based on that type of the curriculum. But if but is that curriculum a, a good enough for our children or for our education? And who is the 
who is the person can say that is a good uh, a curriculum or is that bad bad curriculum? So that's why we can see the different clash in between the curriculum of California and curriculum of Florida. They are, have two different concepts, uh, two different ideologies. But which curriculum is correct one? Which curriculum is good one? I, I don't think the one, any, any of the people can really make that uh, crucial decisions, uh, especially how we can rely on computer to make that decision for us. Exactly. And, and even when it comes to AI right now, so you've got like ChatGPT and stuff. It's, it's based on the English yeah. language mainly. Of course, it does know other languages, but the main... Uh, knowledge base of ChatGPT is mm -hmm. English, and it's in Silicon Valley, so it's adopting the liberal ideologies, you know, which probably, like, if if you take that ideology and you put it like in Saudi Arabia, for uh -huh. example, which is a very conservative Muslim country, you know, this AI does not match with the public there. So I I feel that we're going to end up with different AIs. Yes. Every country and every society will have its own value system that will be fed into the national AI of that country. How do you feel about this? Like, how do you see this happening in the future? Actually, that is where I uh, emphasize on the what type of the information we're going to feed into feedback to the the AI because AI remember AI is a learning model based on what have the information they can they can the artificial intelligence has been consumed. If we can it it, it go back to if uh, as part of the programmer um, um, if we don't limit it what type of the algorithm or we can become a neutral um, for the, for the algorithm, that algorithm to develop into its own self based on the vast of the data, I think we can have a better outcome for the artificial intelligence to feed all the different uh, uh, different different cultures, different countries. However, it's go back to we 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 talk about the the governance, the the different government. If they want to control what the people can consume from the artificial intelligence, the end result will become what uh, what you just mentioned. Each country, uh, each culture, they may may create their own artificial intelligence, and then go back to um, each of the uh, artificial intelligence has a different uh, society value, and where uh, the conflict, we will still have a a a a much conflict. Uh, among different artificial intelligence. Yeah, exactly. That... <laughs> and I think we will we will have to watch and yes. see. Um, yeah, professor, this is uh, this is amazing. I'm I'm learning a lot and I'm enjoying this conversation. Um, we had an outline. I know we kind of like we went uh, off 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 road a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about the go the, the governance. Uh, we talked about that, you know, we have to be mm -hmm. literate as a society. Yeah. We have mm -hmm. to be like con conscious about what we share online. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then there's this relationship that we will, we have, we will be having all with 
generative AIs like ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. I personally use ChatGPT a lot, mm-hmm. like every day, and I feel that ChatGPT will will very will very quickly know a lot about yes. me, <laughs> a lot about me in the personal level, in the everything, because I'm using it as a friend that I can tell anything. And um, how how far do you think? Uh, how dangerous this this thing? Could no, be. it has become more uh, uh, addictive because the the the, AI, the artificial intelligence knowing more you uh, know know more about you. Like the, um, um, if the your the audience have been seeing some of the news article or the uh, the podcast, did they really talk about the virtual uh, companion? Uh, um, um, so the the the, a, the artificial intelligence can create a companion for you, um, so because that companion is knowing the dips of about you, so you can you feel you can share more secret about the, the companion. So that become go back to it become more adaptive and also uh, more isolated. Because you will have highly dependent on uh, the artificial intelligence, you will um, at the, at the end of the day you probably will feel even more lonely um, because you don't have the uh, the 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 real interaction with the the humanity anymore. Exactly. Are you uh, my final question to you before we mm-hmm. end this interesting conversation? Are you pessimistic or optimistic about the future of AI? I'm optimistic. I feel the the technology is really a good friend for the humanities. It's just how we're going to utilize the different technology and also how we're going to treat artificial intelligence um, 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 to find that the balance boundaries uh, between the humanity and technology. All right, this definitely would be a, a, a substance for another yes. session uh, because, you know, a lot of, there's two scenarios. There's the dystopian scenario and there's the utopian yes. scenario. <laughs> the scenario where AI takes over and, you know, it will think that these human beings are pathetic <laughs> and it will kill us all and wipe us out. Or the utopian that AI will bring us all the fruits uh, and the... But until then, I mean, nobody yeah. knows. Uh, I think even the best futurists mm-hmm. are predicting no longer than two years because it's a very, it's moving yes. at a, such a fast pace. That nobody can predict more than two yes, to three years ahead. <laughs> so I want to thank you a lot, Professor Sunny Lin. Um, uh, do you have any final thoughts? I think the, uh, one of the final thoughts is the same uh, uh, suggestion or recommendation to my students. Find time to disconnect to see how long you can survive. <laughs> Wise words indeed. I, I personally find it very hard. I'm going to display on the screen the email that they can reach mm-hmm. you on. Um, also, uh, you're uh, available on Twitter. Um, and I will also put these in the video description. Um, thank you so much again, sir, for your attendance. I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm sure that a lot of people has 
gotten a lot of value from from this talk. Um, thank you very much, and uh, see you all uh, next thank time. Thank you, Nigel, and thank you, everyone.